Blood, blood, sticky, sticky blood. Blood, blood, sticky, sticky blood. Blood, blood, sticky, sticky blood. Welcome to Networking with Satan, Networking with Satan. A talk show where my guests and I dive deep into significant heavy metal albums. As always, shout out to Count Morgulak for giving us our theme song. This week's track is called Taking a Really Big Sip of Water and Then Having a Coughing Fit, whilst all your sworn enemies laugh at your humiliation, and afterwards your genitals being torn apart by vultures. Taking a really big sip of water and then having a coughing fit, whilst all your sworn enemies laugh at your humiliation, and afterwards your genitals being torn apart by vultures. Thanks again, Count Morgulak. Joining the program today is Chris Estrada, Chris Estrada, a very talented comedian whose stand-up has been featured on Comedy Central and HBO. He is also the co-creator and star of the upcoming Hulu series, This Fool. In this episode, we are talking about Times of Grace by Neurosis. This is one of the most overwhelming albums I have ever listened to, a fact made particularly astounding by the plainness of its components. Compared to many other extreme metal bands, the music of Neurosis is primitive and unadorned. The riffs are slow and simple, the rhythms steady and driving, the vocals raw and emotional. But through the synthesis of these elements, Neurosis unleashes a sound of pummeling, harrowing, and ultimately transcendent power. It was my pleasure to talk to Chris about this music, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. As always, you can follow the show on Instagram at Networking with Satan and Twitter at NWS420666. Feel free to email us at networkingwithsatan at gmail.com for album suggestions and feedback. And now, please welcome Chris Estrada. Chris Estrada, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me, Pedro. I'm excited to fucking chop it up about metal. Today we are talking about Times of Grace by Neurosis. What is your relationship to this album? It's a banger-ass album. I'm, I'm pretty... The thing about it is uh, my relationship to this album is it, it's a cross-pollination album, I feel like, because Neurosis comes from the punk and hardcore world. Right. They started off as a hardcore band in the Bay Area punk scene. And I'm, I would say I love metal bands that are influenced by punk and hardcore. And... They, I, what I love about them is they're not a traditional metal band, I, and especially this album. It's produced by Steve Albini, mm-hmm. who is an amazing producer. Comes from like the Chicago punk scene. He was, you know, he he's done some amazing work. And he, pr- he produced you know, In Utero by Nirvana. Produced In Utero. Yeah. They're they're like most interesting sounding album and noisiest album. Mm-hmm. So he he's just a real interesting guy, and they have a real. When I first heard this album. It was when I was getting into metal, and I was pretty specific about the metal that I like. The metal that I like, all the metal bands that I love are influenced by Black Flag, My War Era, Mm -hmm. which is very sludgy, very heavy, but not fast. It's slow and heavy. And that's and when I found this album, I was 
I must have been like 17, 18 around there. And I was just like, I was just like, this is fucking weird. This is a brutal album, but it's just, it's, it's heavy and slow. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, I, it's just everything about it. I love the lyrics. I, to me, they're kind of a thinking man's metal, metal band. Yeah, they sure are. But not in a way that's like lame or dorky. Like no, it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel pretend. They don't feel like those RPG metal bands yeah. that are. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It doesn't feel that way at all. Like they actually, what I like about them is they're very existential. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's very, it's very philosophical music. Yeah. Super philosophical. It's interesting because it is absolutely brutal and punishing to listen to. It is. It's one of the heaviest albums I've ever heard. But yeah, there's no. There's nothing about like Satan or evil or blood or gore. There's no topics that are explicitly negative or evil. It's just the the tone and the the emotion that's in this album is so completely overwhelming. It's uh, it's quite an experience to listen to. I, I think what I love about them too is they there's an ambience to their music. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, sometimes you'll hear some brutal sounds from it and then you'll hear a next track that has a very ambience, heavy sound to it. Mm-hmm. And you're like this is like I always think this is what the forest sounds like or something. Like Yeah, there's the, there's something you know. really elemental about this music. Yeah. And even yeah. the band members have talked about like playing the their music live they they talk about it as this kind of transcendent experience that yeah. you have to submit to and um Steve Von Till has said the music that they write feels like it comes out of the air somehow and it's yeah. it's a matter of yeah. like capturing it there's a, yeah. there's a really crazy like cosmic visionary quality to how they're writing music oh yeah these guys are crazy it's like i mean on some of their for uh, some of their later albums, they're heavy and there's like a folk element to it. Yes. And yeah. there's like, or like a punk hardcore element to it. Or like, it's just, I, I love it. And, and the thing about what I love about it is it's the lyrics can be, they seem to be about nature, man's relationship to nature. Uh huh. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? I mean, on this album, they have a song called end of the harvest. Yeah. Mankind's, communing with the earth in some way that's yeah. really intense and kind of scary at times. Yeah, that's what I love about it. It's like it's it's deeply profound and scary. It's like, you know, a lot of metal is fun. A lot of metal is like especially that kind of RPG metal stuff. It's yeah. like you li- I love Iron Maiden and you'll listen right. to Iron Maiden and they're telling these allegorical tales of uh-huh. like of like good and evil and fights in space or you know stuff like that or like stories about eddie or whatever but you hear this album and you're like man these motherfuckers are poets like yeah and they just take you know, they take this Kelly. so seriously i yeah. love i love that about it they're yeah. They have such integrity about the music they're making. Like yeah. Iron Maiden at this point is a well-oiled machine. Right? Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. they have their own fucking plane. <laughs> you know, they yeah. they they like um it's like a corporation. Which it's no 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 judgment yeah. on Iron Maiden because they they're great and yeah. but but yeah, it's like 
there's a there's some when once a band becomes a well-functioning business like that there's kind of an emotional remove almost from the band members from it because they're like well this is just how we make money this is you know we have to like there, we have a bunch of people that work for us there's a sense in which it becomes very efficient Neurosis. Steve Vontil is a is a school teacher in Idaho. You know, he teaches for the fourth grade. Isn't yeah, that he, crazy? he these these guys have like day jobs, and th- that was yeah. almost kind of a choice they made. I mean, obviously, I think if they had just immediately taken off and made, you know, yeah. gold album after gold album, they'd be like, all right, let, we'll do this full time. But I think at a certain point, and I, I was reading a lot of interviews, I think around this time yeah. they were kind of thinking mm-hmm. like, okay, do we go for it or not? Do we try to be a full time touring band? Yeah. Or and they decided like, you know what? The, the the quality of the music is going to suffer if we do that. And the quality yeah. of our lives with our families and everything yeah. that makes us a human being is going to suffer if we try to monetize this mm-hmm. too much. And yeah. that's, that's just such a... It, it, that's, that's such an incredible perspective to take on the music you make. They're true, they're true oh, yeah. artists. It's like watching... I saw this... There's this uh, YouTube two-part series on Scott Kelly, the singer uh-huh. of uh, the singer of Neurosis, and it's like Revolver Magazine did this where they went to go hang out with him. And he lives in Oregon. And, like, he doesn't live in Portland. He lives in, like, you know, kind of the woodsy town, like, mm-hmm. parts of Oregon. And he's up there playing his guitar. And he's like, I just love it. And I was just looking at those woods and all that. I go, at night, that's what neurosis sounds like. I just love it because it's, like, it's, you get a sense that these do like with the maidens and the metallicas of the world they're like at this point and this is not a bad they're almost corporations and they need to keep continuing to exist right as we're like you get a sense of like neurosis they they want to keep making stuff yeah i know they, and they want the inspiration to be there they want it to yeah. feel like this music needs to be made not like well yeah of course let's come out with another album so we can go on yeah. tour again they barely ever tour yeah, they barely toured. The last time they toured here, I missed it. They were playing at here in LA. They were playing at the Fonda, and I like I wanted to go, but like I for something I I was I couldn't for whatever reason. And I'm like, well, probably be a few years before yeah. that happens again. Have you, you ever know? seen them live? I've never seen them live, dude. Never. That's it, a, that's a band I want to see live. Me too. It's apparently an intense experience. I mean, the yeah. YouTube comments under the you know videos from this band are really funny. It's just like. <laughs> these like commenters are just like bro I saw this band live I was on mushrooms it yeah. was it was like uh, you know being one with the fucking universe it's kind of like stonery yeah, but it's, it's cool it, but and, and it, it feels true and they have visuals too that are comp- they do like a visual motif mm-hmm. in the back like videos and whatnot. and I'm just like geez dude whenever I get a chance I need to see them because like they I love all their, even the early stuff that before Times of Grace, I love that stuff too. The stuff that's a little more hardcore, like punk hardcore stuff. And like, I don't know, I just, there's such, I think what I like about them is that it's like two things. It's like, not only do I like the music, but I like the way they think. And it's like, the way they think comes across in everything they do. Like, from the album art, to the lyrics, to the, it's the, they're really one of the more unconventional heavy metal bands. Very much so. So can mm. you talked about how a lot of the metal bands you like have roots in hardcore and punk. So yeah. can you can you distinguish what what does a metal band with hardcore influences sound like versus a metal band that's more traditionally metal? And what appeals 
to you, what's appealing to you about it? Some people would say the three chord structure of uh, of of like punk and and the the beat of hardcore is pretty limiting, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like you know it's a little amateurish or whatever. You you kind of thrive more off of like uh, raw emotion than you do like technical skill. But right. I think what's what's cool about that like metal stuff that's influenced by punk stuff is that you took these guys who were listening to like the new wave British heavy metal stuff like the mm-hmm. the Venoms and the Iron Maidens and the Judas Priest and the Motorheads and whatnot and, and or they were listening to Sabbath but they also like punk and they when those two worlds meet together what ends up happening is an inter- a more interesting sound happens which I think it's like Black Flag is a good example of that like I know Neurosis loves Black Flag mm-hmm. and there's particularly this one album uh, Black Flag has called My War. It came out in 84 and it's kind of known as this like landmark album that inspired a lot, lot of sludge heavy metal bands mm-hmm. because it was it was when Black Sat it was when Black Flag they call it the era of Black Flag when they started smoking weed and listening to Black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah. Because, because they realized you don't have to be in order to be intense you don't have to be fast. You can be slow and loud. Yeah, for and, sure. And so they they kind of had that attitude, and that's what My War sounded like. And then you hear a lot of bands that were influenced by My War, which is like uh, the Melvins. The Melvins were intri- were influenced by My War. Um. You hear Neurosis was influenced by My War, um, you, it, or even Metallica. Like Metall- early Metallica is a good example of like, oh, these guys like punk music and they also love that English heavy metal stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Wow! And like, I don't know. There's just something to it. It sounds, you know what it is. It, it, it's. It either comes off two ways. It comes off thrashy, like Slayer. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a big difference between, like, a band who's clearly only influenced by, like, a band like Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath. They sound very bluesy and very technical. Yes. But if you listen to bands that are heavy metal bands that are influenced by punk, they either sound two ways. They either sound very sludgy and like not clean or they sound very thrashy, mm-hmm. like Slayer, like what they what they call the four like top heavy metal, like thrash bands or like what Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, Anthrax. And, and Megadeth. Yeah. And all those bands are thrashy bands and thrash came out of that like. Thrash, the thrash sound came out of punk band, metal bands who also like punk. Yeah, the blending and of those influences. The blending of those influences. But I think particularly, I like the ones that sound sludgy. Yeah. And a lot of those bands were influenced by Black Flag and some of those, like, they were interested and they liked some of the more, they had more interesting sounds. Like, they, they maybe like goth music. And right. like, you know, they like some hardcore where it's like, oh, I like that the vocals are being screamed and shouted here. As opposed to like traditional heavy metal bands that sing like high pitched. 
Well, that or yeah. like uh, there, there's the death metal shriek, or yeah. there's like growls. There's all sorts of heavy metal vocal styles that are not clean, right? That are not clean. But yeah. what I like about this is that like the the traditional heavy metal growl does not sound human. It sounds like oh, no. a creature. It sounds animalistic. And animalistic, right. Or or the shriek, it's like, oh, this is like a fucking demon. But Scott yeah. Kelly and I think Steve Steve Vuntel also I think yeah. they, they both they yeah. sound like they sound like human beings who are yeah. at their at the peak or at the edge of what they can withstand, whatever's happening yeah. to them. Yep. It's yeah. an incredibly, it's like a very moving sound. Yeah, it's really moving to hear some of the, especially when you hear those kind of like the lyrics that they're talking about and you can hear synthesizers in the back. It sounds cinematic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really cinematic. I, I, I don't know. I just think that that's what I love about them. It's like, I can also tell the way they write. Like, if you look at their lyrics, they're kind of mm-hmm. like stanzas. Yes. And like, and like it's not like bloated lyrics and it's like they're not they they look like haikus almost and that kind of came from like i know they were influenced by like these punk bands there's this genre of punk that you're probably familiar with called db and i'm not i'm not familiar well there's these there's these punk bands from england they're called second wave punk bands mm-hmm. and from the second wave there was a subgenre called db and it was these bands called discharge uh rudimentary pina and like am Amabex and all these types of bands they mm-hmm. these were bands that played darker and and they they not only played darker but what was great is that their lyrics were almost like haikus and yeah. they were very they look like haikus they were very short very fragmented they didn't necessarily have melody in them or like try to rhyme it was just haikus and i think a lot of that probably came from a lack of like you know being a skilled songwriter but it translated to be something kind of beautiful and i've heard uh i've heard neurosis band members say oh yeah like our writing that writing style comes from like discharge and all these kind of like db bands it was during the height of the cold war mm-hmm. so they were all talking about nuclear disaster and like you know and like cold war shit yeah, yeah. what's uh, what i love about these lyrics is that they're they're very cryptic but i get yeah. a sense of what they're talking about yeah. or what they're thinking about or what they're feeling but yeah. it's hard for me to logically come up with a narrative or a yeah. a rational explanation of what's going on in the lyrics yeah, I'm the same. You know what I always think? I always, I've always said this. Uh, I said Neurosis would be is like a good band for a Cormac McCarthy novel. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because yeah. they're so vast. The the they're sounds. So vast, that, dude. Yeah, yeah. So just wandering around in the desert after yeah. some horrible bloodshed and you yeah. know the or like, in the what night was sky. That, what was that? What was that book and movie about? Uh, the humans have to eat each other at a certain time. The road was it. Was it the road? Yeah, yeah the road. Yeah, yeah. Like if you while read while watching that and also reading that, you're just like you can put on neurosis and it fits right into it. So some people have called neurosis stoner metal. Do you think that? Yeah. Do you think that applies to them? How, how do you feel about that yeah. label for them? I don't know. I to me, stoner metal 
is almost like I feel like stoner metal has a little more like swagger to it. Like it's yeah. a little more like it, it has a little more like Black Sabbathy in it. I don't know. To me, they're kind of like I've heard also people describe them as doom metal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like I think that's something like that maybe fits them better or sludge. Like over yeah. people call the sludge, sludge for metal. sure. Yeah, I mean, sludge I, I feel sure. like I'm singing into quicksand sometimes. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When I listen to Neurosis, you know what? I don't smoke weed, so I, I feel like. But I guess they are those kind of bands that like they have long tracks. So like they have nine minute songs that you could just if you smoke, you could just fucking. Zone. Yeah, I mean, so I, I've asked because I've been thinking about this, and in some ways it's appropriate, and in some ways it's not. There's some stoner metal bands, you know, like. Uh, fucking bongzilla or sleep Bong. that are like yep. they're kind of more like hilarious the the, mm-hmm. the obviously they 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 do take their music seriously but there's a kitschiness to it but they kind of wear it on their sleep yeah like, neurosis is stoner metal to me in some ways it fits it it, it neurosis is like eating too many edibles and yeah. watching a documentary about the druids or something and having yeah. a panic attack. That's that's yep. what neurosis sounds like. Yeah, it's, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's that yeah. kind of stoner metal. It has a different vibe to it. I think it's probably like, yeah, I would have to imagine it's like, I don't know. I call it when you get too high and you get existential. That's the yeah. kind of metal it is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Should we start listening to yeah, yeah, uh, some selections from the tracks? Yeah, yeah. The first track is Suspended in Light, and it's an ambient kind of uh, intro. Mm-hmm. So, any immediate thoughts about Suspended in Light? I love it. It's like, what an intro to an album. Like, it's. I remember just thinking to myself, like, I, I know when I first heard it, and it was just kind of an ambient track. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's not completely ambient, but like there, it has that strong tone of ambience. I just remember thinking, like, "Oh shit, this is going to be different." Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, what a build! It really does yeah. feel like, oh fuck, we're, I'm something's <laughs> about to yeah. pummel me in the fucking face. It's like, yeah, it's got that dissonant kind of little. Like da 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 da, it's got that yeah. thing going on. It's like the the dynamics, or it's it feels like it's swirling, kind of up and down. It, it sounds like I'm standing on a beach and seeing a massive wave that's about to come, like destroy my village or something. Yeah, or you're just. It almost seems like you're just you're you're just walking somewhere and you finally found light or like wherever you're supposed to be. I, there's just mm-hmm. something to it. It, it. it almost sounds like it sounds corny to say, but it almost sounds like light. Like you're yeah. discovering light. Like uh-huh. you just go, oh, you've been in the dark the whole time, and then you're getting closer to light as you're walking into it. Like it's just, yeah, it's it. I don't know. It's such a build. And what I love about a track like that is it it gradually builds and gets mm-hmm. you into the first, the second track, which is the track with vocals and everything. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, it's great. And I mean, how many metal bands start off of an album like that? Yeah, I mean it's it it's somewhat of a common move to do the like kind of you know mm-hmm. the soft intro to the second track being heavy, but Neurosis is much more yeah they're much more ambient with yeah. it. It's it's not like an acoustic noodle thing which some bands do. It's no, 
it's just sounds and and emotions. I mean, yeah, this, I keep it, coming back to this. Neurosis is just such a deeply emotional band. Yeah, they're deeply like I don't know, man. It sounds like sunrise or sunset mm-hmm. or like there's just something to that sound where you're just like the sound cinematic. It's it, it's really funny because it it also sounds highly emotional and there's no lyrics there's nothing no. being said it's just like geez something's happening here that does it sound does it sound ominous to you because it sounds ominous it sounds ominous yeah, yeah it's it like ominous. something's looming and something's about something's to... looming and it sets up it sets up the album really great yeah it really does I, I think you're right it's the album itself and their sound is a very looming sound and ju- just one last thing before we move on to the next track the doorway this album came off the heels of Through Silver and Blood, which is yeah. one of their more one of their heavier albums, one of the more punishing yeah. ones. It's pretty much heavy all oh, the way yeah. through. So this one, they made a decision to take a step back almost, and they have it's a little more open, even though this album is really yeah. heavy, there's incredibly yeah brutal tracks on it there's also more ambient noise more moments of softness more moments of reflection Mm -hmm. yeah it's that's what's great because through uh through silver and blood that that album is really great i mean it it's super punishing Mm -hmm. and it's and that album has that like punishing drum beat that sounds like tribal like yeah you know and it's almost non-stop but like this album it's this album has a lot of moments to breathe that's part of the vastness of it for me. Yeah, <laughs> it fucking feels vast, dude. It, this is the kind of album that I put on where I go hiking sometimes, or I yeah. like I like to go out on a run at mm-hmm. night. Like sometimes I'll go run. The other day, just getting reacquainted with the album because I hadn't listened to it in a few months, I I put it on and I was running to it, and I run. I usually like running like at sunset or at night. Mm-hmm. And, dude, there's just something about, like, running to this fucking album that you're just, like... It, it makes running more deeper than it really is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's everything becomes a spiritual experience. I mean, yeah. you know, when I'm, like, at, at fucking doing my day job and, you know, copying and pasting shit in a spreadsheet and I'm listening to this yeah. album, it, that feels <laughs> somehow yeah. like a like an elemental battle, you know? Yeah. It's, um... Yeah, let's move on to the doorway, speaking of elemental battle. Initial thoughts about the doorway. Ah, dude, it's just, it sounds fucking great. It's just like, what I love about it is that it's one of the few shouty, like, metal bands that you can actually hear, like, you can tell what they're saying. Yes. That's a, that's huge for me. That that I'm yeah. all I, I'm always into that when that happens. And therefore, it sounds more powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, but literally, I mean, the fucking lyrics are to burrow my way through death and flesh, all beasts I let out, ill buried, untold, to lock my cage, unleash the fallen, fear eyes, contain light in my soul. I mean, Jesus, dude, that shit is that's a fucking haiku. It like, is, yeah. It's yeah. I, it's like I'm. I struggle to understand what it means logically, but I also yeah. that's also it's like that's kind of beside the point. I think yeah. the, the lyric that for me really moves me is um was well, the last verse. I'm nailed to the crossroads, searching for the piece of me that wasn't mine. Blood dripping from my hands, 
my mind has seen the figure of my light keeper standing in the doorway and and it's just Jesus like what's Christ. the who's the light keeper what's the doorway yeah. what what's yeah. what are you going through to reach the other side of this doorway I but know. It, it it makes sense it, it like because there's a lot of meta lyrics that make no sense and it's it no. makes it suck it's like ah this is fucking nonsense but it's yeah. like these guys know what they're talking about when they're writing this yeah and they also know that I think it's coming from a deep place of like well the thing about uh, to me they always strike me as a band that's searching for the meaning of things yes and that's what their lyrics like. It, I mean, you even, even I'm nailed to the crossroads searching for the piece of me that wasn't mine. Like, is that fucking crazy? Like, yeah, this is nuts, man. I like nailed to the crossroads. It's like mm-hmm. you're, there, there's paths in life that you have a decision to make either way and you don't know which one to do. And sometimes it does feel like you're nailed to that decision yeah. that you don't know. That's, it's just great. I mean, it's just such a like, and the song, it it's, it doesn't have that virtuosalness that you hear in metal. No. That's what I love about it. It doesn't have that, like, where you can tell a guy showing off, like, like doing yeah. some Randy Road or some, like, or, like, some Metallica shit, mm-hmm. some Kurt Kamet shit. It's just, it's a, you know what it is? Is sometimes in metal, you have a guy that's like, okay, now we're going to show you a drum solo. Now we're going to show you... Uh, a guitar solo mm-hmm. or a bass solo or whatever, right? This sounds like a unified sound of just a wall of a saying, let's just make a unified, like it's almost like if you came across a pagan circle mm-hmm. and, and you saw a bunch of dudes just hitting drums. And if one dude started drumming a drum solo, they'd be like, uh, dog, what the fuck are yeah, you doing? Yeah, yeah, you're fucking up the vibe. Like you're, you're yeah. fucking up the vibe, but they're somehow like very unified in their sound. When the song changes, Everybody, in, all the instruments change to, to make another sound. Yeah. Like, that's that's what's so crazy about it. I, I mean, that, I was thinking about this listening to this selection. It's like someone who's played guitar five months could play these riffs. But, I mean, the, obviously they couldn't. Like, not with this, yeah. not with the, not as effectively as this and not with this kind of... Yeah. Not with this kind of emotion, not not in a moving way like this. But, no, but the musicianship is very minimal. It's they're not yeah. trying to show off with technique. It's it's all yeah. about the sound and the, the atmosphere and the dynamics. Yeah, that's sometimes what I get lost in metal sometimes is like the technique. Yeah. The, sometimes the technique takes over the like the uh, the rawness or the emotion. Mm-hmm. It's almost what I've always said. The difference between punk rock and metal sometimes is that in punk and hardcore the anger sounds real and sometimes in metal it sounds fabricated because they're so technical yeah yeah i mean you in metal I mean? sometimes the the anger is like shtick kind of shtick yeah yeah which, like, which which i will say is kind of what i love about it too i love the theater yeah. of yeah. it but but with this band i mean it makes so much sense that they come from punk because they're so fucking earnest they're that, earnest that's what i mean it's like super yeah. earnest shit and it's like it's just a real kind of raw emotion where it's like it's like like i said i and i love metal bands that are technical like you know i love like i mean you can tell neurotis is inspired by black sabbath mm-hmm. and like you you don't get more technical than like tommy iomi on like black yeah, sabbath. yeah these right. guys are like but like but sometimes you hear like you know some other kind of metal bands and they're very like 
very technical and it's very like almost operatic mm-hmm. or classical in a way, which yes. is amazing. It's amazing. But then when you hear something that sounds so fucking raw and it's a unified sound, like they all sound like they, they heard a sound and they said, we all have to replicate that sound together at the same time yes. in our own way. And it makes sense because when you when you read interviews, they all talk about each other like we're fucking brothers. We've been in this yeah. band for thirty years together. They, I mean, they have like real love for each other. Yeah, yeah. That uh, yeah, you just I don't know. You just you really hear it. Uh, yeah, in, in you the, really sound. <laughs> that's what I fucking love about it, man. Like you just it's it's so weird. I mean, I listen to it with my headphones on sometimes, and it's just like. I always think to myself, like, I'm. If I ever got lost in the woods, I would be scared that I, if I, that you're gonna stumble upon a fucking like, a group of like pagans that are playing this type of music. Yeah, sure. (laughs) You know. Uh, Let's talk about Steve Albini's production because I think this is something. This is the first time they worked with him, and he ended up producing, Mm -hmm. I think, all of their albums after that. I think his methodology for recording bands works so well for neurosis because it sounds so oh, organic yeah. it's or- and you know he still works on tape he records bands on tape wow i didn't i didn't yeah know that. he records I, I, from from the last i read about him he still records bands on tape so how would you describe the sound of this album what what what, what is it about what, what what about the the way the sound is recorded works for what neurosis is doing for you I think this is what they sound like live. Right, yeah. And I think sometimes he's, he's like, oh, you you guys aren't the most proficient players in the world and you're not doing these like crazy solos. Well, let's not be dishonest. I'm not going to mm-hmm. try to get that out of you. Let's like, let's, I don't know what it is. He just, the way he captures bands is the way they sound, I think, in their truest form. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm in the room with them when I hear this. Yeah. It, it doesn't have the... Because a lot of metal albums, and I think this mm-hmm. is good that they have, but they have a sheen to them. They're, they're yeah. polished. They're, they're, they're kind of this incredibly like shiny product, yeah. right? That where, where, where that includes the guitar solos being fast and mm-hmm. slick. The drums feel tight. and But, but th- this is just... I mean, I feel like I'm in. I'm inside of the bass drum while this band yeah. is playing. It, it's a it's a wall of sound. It's yeah. like this thing where it's like that's what's great about bands like it's like bands like Neurosis and they're like kind of brother bands. Like uh, you you hear like a band called I Hate God from mm-hmm. New Orleans. They have a similar kind of sound. You hear the Melvins, even like High on Fire and like you know Sleep and all this stuff. It's like there are bands that are just like. It, there's such a sludginess to it mm-hmm. that sometimes you think to yourself like if something's slow it's not hard yeah. and they teach you that sometimes the slowest thing is the hardest the slowest note is like the hardest note you know and also it's not they're not boring they're not monotonous no. sometimes I think that's my problem with some doom metal is that it's, yeah. it has a plotting quality yeah it's like yeah. okay bang, 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 bang. but here yeah. I mean, I'm just completely like on the edge of my seat for every note. Oh yeah, dude! I'm telling you, man, this shit. I have to imagine like it just feels like cinematic, man. It feels like it's. You know what's so crazy to me is it as it sounds both like caveman music. Mm -hmm. It it sounds like 
you know, in 2001, when they do the montage and the yes. cavemen are fighting, mm-hmm. they could totally play this and it would make sense. Absolutely. But this, but this also sounds like the kind of music that you can play as like, as like Sandra Bullock and George Clooney are drifting off to space in gravity. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Like, it, no, it no, I know. Yeah, so it's, many levels, dude. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, connecting. It, yeah, it's somehow the entire history of humanity from yeah, yeah. from from the it, cave to the spaceship it, is it, is encompassed by the sound. Yeah, it's elemental. It's exactly what you said. Or even just like kind of looking at the like even when you brought up elemental, I even kind of think of like the cover art. You know, it's oh, like yeah, we have to talk about the cover. Describe yeah. the cover to me. What's going on for for the for listeners who aren't looking watching yeah. this video? It, it's. For listeners who aren't watching, it's like it's a, this amazing print drawing of this dog that looks like a coyote, looks like a wolf, yeah. and his, his tongue seems to be made out of fire, but he's also consuming and wrapped in flames. Yeah, and there's just something I don't know, man. There's just something so fucking elemental about it. It's such a great like when you look at this, you go, yeah, this is neurosis for sure. I yeah. think when I was. Uh... When I was like trying to get into neurosis and looking at, and I, I got into them pretty recently, so I, I didn't yeah. get into them like you know in the CD era. Yeah, yeah. But even just looking through streaming, this cover mm-hmm. was what caught my eye, and I was like, oh yeah, oh shit, I have to listen to this. Yeah. Even though it's I like um, I like through Silver and Blood, it's kind of a it's got that weird. Oh, it's face an amazing with, album. With but I mean with the cover too, it's got the yeah, it's got the weird face with the snakes kind of like going yeah. through it. But yeah, snakes, wolves, they're all, they're all about these. These yeah. animals, these like biblical animals, almost like yeah, uh, like have been companions it, to humanity since prehistory. Yeah, that's what I love about it. But going back to that fucking like, even that Steve Albini thing, I just I don't know what it is. He seems to capture bands really well, and they they seem since Times of Grace, all their albums after this have been with them. Mm-hmm. So I think like I don't know, they just seem to have an understanding. He records them in a way that's just like. I don't know. It's amazing. It just sounds like he doesn't polish them up in a way. No. It's it's amazing because if you think about it, you would if somebody told you, oh, you got to listen to this metal band that sounds very cinematic and essential, you would think you would be listening to something very clean. Yes. Like you would be like, oh shit, this is gonna be as clean as a like Philip Glass sound. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and like kind of symphonic. Like, you, you symphonic. Imagine, yeah. You would oh. think you would be listening to that. And then you just hear like this ambient track and then it goes into this like deep sl- unified sludgy sound mm-hmm. where it's like, Jesus, dude, it, it sounds like, you know what? It's, a, it's like a time lapse of when you see the corpse of an animal dying <laughs> like, yeah, sure. it, 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 and then it gets buried in nature and uh-huh. then a flower grows out of it and then that flower dies and then something else. It's like a time lapse of like all that shit. Oh, I love that image. Yeah, because it, it yeah. has all the brutality and transcendent beauty of nature wrapped up into one yeah. thing. That, that's what it sounds like to me. And that's what their lyrics are. Even like on on the back of the album, there's kind of like this burning tree. Oh, I love and that. It's, yeah, it's just like where you're just like, damn, this is gorgeous. Like there's something, yeah. There's just something, and at the same time, it's like one of those weird things where I told you it sounds like the future and the past at the mm-hmm. same time. Let's talk about their logo because logos yeah. are important for metal bands. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. The, I love the Neurosis logo. The O is a pair of crescent moons facing each other with each a other. dot in the middle, dot. like it's an eye or something. 
Yeah. Isn't what do you think about great? that? I just, I, I love it, man. It tells you everything about it. Like, it just goes like, it just tells you to yourself, like, it It weirdly feels tribal. Yes. It feels tribal. It feels like, that looks like if you were in fucking Iceland and you came across a tree and they said, you you could see that carving on a tree and they're like, they could be like, that's a thousand years old. You'd be yes, like, yeah, I believe sure. that. Let's, uh, let's move on to Under the Surface. So let me read some of these lyrics real quick. Yeah. Behind a burning red fog, the great mind swims in confusion. Its blood ferments in anger. Honor and wisdom will cower. What do you think about that? <laughs> Jesus, dude. I mean, that's what I fucking love about that shit. It's like, it's such a like existential breakdown. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, there's just some, and then you think the song is under the surface, which it's like, what's crazy about it is honor and wisdom will cower. It almost makes you think like it's speaking to the evil inside you. Yes. And how that like, when, when you think honor and wisdom will cower, there's an animalistic side to you. That's not based on honor and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? This is, um, this album is really evoking a, a human being's communion with transcendent forces beyond mm-hmm. our understanding in either yeah. a good way or a bad way. Yeah. And, and, that's and, and this, what I this song feels like the latter. Like this is, yeah, it feels like a bad way. Mm-hmm. It feels like, because it's one of those things where it's like behind a burning red fog, the great mind swims in confusion. It's blood fragments and anger, honor and wisdom will cower, which is just telling you it's like deep inside you, like it's almost like honor and wisdom are these sort of like man-made words mm-hmm. and emotions that we have like you have to accumulate wisdom and honor is a principle yes but the thing about fucking the thing about anger is that it's innate in you yeah a- yeah anger is innate killing is innate it, violence yeah. is innate violence is innate these these frightening forces yeah. that threaten to overwhelm yeah, organizations of society are yeah they're, they're they're so powerful they're completely beyond us. But what I love about it is that it's not it, it it's it's not like romanticizing or condoning anger. It's no. One because it's it's so poetic. But the next line is your river's flow is damned all to hell, mm-hmm. which is almost kind of warning you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I, I like that it's it's using this theme of nature and our connection with it, our spiritual connection with it, but it's also mixing in the sense of damnation and yeah. evil and that, like, yeah, inside us there is a river that flows a certain way and yeah. there's a threat that it's going to go in some horrible direction. But what I love about that is that also, too, it's like, it, it does feel like it's letting you know, like, if you stay angry, you're damned. Mm-hmm. You're kind of damned to your own health. Because it's like, what pleasure are you going to ever get of just being completely angry all the time? Yeah. Or or letting anger consume you. It's like, yeah, dude, you're it's you're damned. I mean, this what, what I love about this band is that they it's like if you think about it, they have a they have an almost like self help quality to them or a therapeutic yeah. quality. Yeah. But the music is also completely fucking terrifying. Like the at this like even this stuff to me. 
it's almost more scarier than Slayer. They're kind of making songs about evil things and evil people, but this is even scarier because it makes you go, oh shit, this is inside of me. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's about the evil inside of you. It's about you, yeah. the ways that you uh, are threatened by forces beyond your control, and yeah. that can, it can apply to really anything. Yeah, that's what's so great about it. I, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Should we move on to the next track? Yeah, let's do it. This is The Last You'll Know. Good keyboards in this. That That's my favorite part of this song. Like, in a real way, I almost wish I could hear what this song... Like, I want to hear an instrumental version of this song. Mm-hmm. Because it has such an amazing build. And then it builds up to the the loudest part or the pa- the part that stands out to you the most is not even the the hardest part it's all the keyboards yeah like dude didn't that fucking sound beautiful like those fucking keyboards like holy shit dude they fucking they take you somewhere else so if you're if we're you if we're sticking with the image of like walking through some vast forest and being lost yeah. what what do the keyboards sound like to you what, what what's going on in the forest when the keyboards come in uh, when those keyboards come in, it, it sounds like I'm fucking dying. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. It sounds like, oh, dude, you fucking. You, oh, yeah. The the angels are singing. Fuck. The angels are singing. You're fucking yeah. dying. You're you're going into the tunnel. I mean, that's which is the last you'll know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it almost sure. sounds like yeah. Just those keyboards sound amazing to me, dude. It's just what I love about that song. It just builds and builds, and then when you think it's like you know. A more traditional, like, beat-down metal band would just go... Yeah, 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 sure. But then they go into something... Fuck, they go into synthesizers, like, and keyboards. Like, and it just... Ah, dude, and it sounds haunting. It is haunting. I mean, I think this is where I was talking earlier about how they they kind of tried to go a slightly different direction with this album, Afro Through Silver and Blood, where they mm-hmm. tried not to just be as punishingly heavy as possible in every moment. Yeah. I think this is an example of that. This is yeah. an example of them taking a song that's super heavy, but they add a moment of light and levity and which in a way makes it scarier because as you said, yeah. it makes you feel like you're dying. <laughs> it makes uh, you feel like, well, all right, like I had some fight in me and now it's uh-huh. like this crescendo of just like, I don't know. It just it seems like you're going into the light or something. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, there's something to it. That's amazing. I, to me, the image I see is like being lost in the forest for a while, and then those keyboards are like suddenly coming upon a clearing where there's a bunch of weird birds singing in branches to each other yeah, or something. I like there's that. Just, a lot. There's a lightness to it that that's, yeah. that's kind of sweet, but but yeah, haunting as you said. Yeah, it's really haunting. I mean, the lyrics are great too. It's like it opens up with "He is the last who'll know mercy mm-hmm. for you. He is the last you'll know." All revealed in our solace, see three eyes, all our crimes, trial awaits everyone. The presence of old eyes is here. It's just like, trial awaits everyone, the presence of old eyes is here. Grant me the pure heart we live through in times of light, fire is water. Birth, breathe, and reach to home. It's like... Yeah, I mean, I'm struggling to even understand, like, the syntax of some of those sentences. Yeah. But it, again, it doesn't matter. It's it, it's it still matter. like really good lyric writing because yeah, especially they love the this line in times of light, fire is water. Yeah. What the? F- I don't, <laughs> yeah. What do you think that means? Uh, 
you know, I wish I fucking knew, dude. It's just like, yeah, it's interesting. I love- I, if uh, may, may, I'll, I'll try to uh, bullshit my way through an explanation. Maybe it's like if if we're talking about light as this state of being in that's yeah. kind of beyond reality and beyond yeah. the this like worldly realm. That's where when you're in that state. There is no difference between fire and water. Yeah. All entities are the same. There's no yeah. atomic distinctions between one thing or another. Uh, yeah. It's all energy. It's all force. Yep. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, it even answered all answer, trans, transcendence, all present to guide us through terminus and feed us to light. It's just, yeah. It, this is one of those, uh, those kind of like lyrics that I... I get lost in in a mm-hmm. good way where I'm like I don't know where they're in some of their other songs I'm like I know where they're getting at and I can kind of pick up on the theme mm-hmm. on this one I don't know but I'm just like this is fucking something else hell yeah. yeah should we move on to the next track yeah let's do it the next track is called Belief What do you think of this song, Chris? Ah, I, another banger. It's just yeah. like, just I just love how it opens. It just opens. I, I don't know. It, everything about it. It's like even the opening lyric, trying to stand clear of the scent of the dogs. Love that. And I love that. <laughs> Fucking in in a sweat until I. And what I love is that you saw how hold, how long did you hear how long he held? On yeah, the yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or it was just into it was just like in the sweat until ah, oh, like man, yeah, he has a thought just, and he can't finish it. He's too exhausted yeah, or yeah, something. wave of extension, scatter seed. All that is grow audit. All that is growing clear energy. What I love it's really two paragraphs, man. It's like the next lyrics are within our vision, hover wasp, air and and glower fill our veins heavy mining under the fall figures forming stretching on and that's it yeah i that's that those lyrics to all these songs are very short even though the songs themselves are like 11 minutes long yeah which i like that about i mean it's almost like you know if you're in a state of pure meditation you can say ohm for 45 minutes straight and it's only one sound but somehow that sound encompasses a lot of energy. And I don't know, know it has, you, the, these lyrics have the same quality to me. You know what you just said right now that made me think of something is you said meditative. Mm-hmm. And th- they have a meditating quality really to do. them. Yeah. For whatever reason, it's like, and not not in the um, but it's just that unifying wall of sound. It's, it's drudging and it sounds singular. Like, it just there's something to it that sounds almost meditating. Like I said, when I go out for runs, I'll play this album. Al- I've been playing this album lately, and it's like you can you can get lost while running, dude. Like it's just it's great. Yeah, and also they're meditative, not in the annoying way that everyone's into meditation now, especially corporations are, which is like here's how to meditate so that you can be more focused and do your job better. This yeah. is like. We're trying to unpack the nature of reality. And the and, nature of man. 
and the nature like, of man and then yeah, yeah and 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 that that's like a project that is more powerful than any business you can start and that that really ties into their perspective of as a working band which is yeah we're not gonna we're, we i mean they really never sold out that's not you yeah know, you, you're never gonna hear a neurosis song in a car commercial or anything like that yeah no <laughs> And uh, and even even they're not they're they're like we're not going to kill ourselves touring we're not we're just going to yeah be true to the music. There's just something even the song being called belief mm-hmm. seems to have some strong meaning to it. You know, absolutely. It's just like belief, and then the first line is trying to stand clear of the scent of the dogs. It's just like I don't know. There's just something about it where it's like at the same time you you almost get like if this this is a person who trying to find some sense of individuality maybe mm-hmm. here, you know what standing standing among the pack yeah well yeah. Th- this song also what i like about it in terms of its dynamics is that it's not heavy it is a banger but it's not heavy no it's um i mean it's heavy in terms of the tone but the actual sound there's not there's not big crunching riffs it's kind of a i mean it's almost like a ballad if there is any such thing in this yeah. album but yeah. what i love is that there's, it's still scream. The, the vocals are still screamed. They're oh yeah, they're still, yeah, they're still shouted. They're still exactly. Shouted. I love yeah. that it, because it, it it has such a powerful effect on me. It, the the now now the image is like some strung out guy who's been crawling through nature for weeks and is like you know finally reaching some sort of or you know he's just at his yeah again at his wits end at, at the end yeah. of what he's physically capable of withstanding. Yeah, and that the, that's the sound of the of the vocals here. Yeah, yeah, that's it's just great, man. I don't know. There's just there's something about it. I, I Go, love it. Going back to Steve Albini's production, I think part of what I love about this is the vocals sound like they're far away or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Like the, I, I, it's in terms of physically how they were recorded. I I wonder how close to the mic Scott yeah. Kelly and Steve Vontel were because it's. They sound like lost. They sound lost within the swirl of the music, and that's it's almost buried. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bu- buried is a being buried is a huge motif that I've seen a lot of people describe this band with. It's like yeah, it's yeah. like you're just being fucking buried with this sound. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I I keep thinking about someone just like picking up a handful of dirt and eating it. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's like, that's what this band is to me. They're yeah. just, they're so raw and organic and it's, yeah, it's really raw and organic. And I'm yeah. telling you, it sounds like it, it, it what's crazy is I always, it, like I said, it sounds like the beginning of time and it sounds like the end of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> People have used apocalyptic a lot with this band, yeah. which I, which I hear. They're apocalyptic, but they're, some of it is slightly hopeful. Yeah, no, sure. Like they're not. Saying. They're not a dour band, no. even though they are really intense. Yeah, let's move on to exist. <laughs> So this is one of the ambient moments yeah. in this album. It's 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 a transition kind of track. Yeah. What, what do you what do you how, hear here? How gorgeous is that, though, oh, man? It absolutely sounds beautiful. like just like dude. It, yeah, I don't know. It's just it. What's crazy about it is you could tell these guys also love like Philip Glass and mm-hmm. like you know, and they love those kind of composers as well, and like ambient composers. Or mm-hmm. you can tell they have an appreciation for like Brian Eno and yes. like. So it's like I don't know, man. It's just like just to hear that. You rarely, 
when do you hear that in a metal album? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, very, very little. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's nice. You can take a breath in, in, in with this song. It, I mean, that that's that's the effect these moments have on times of race. Is like you can be like, "Ooh, <laughs> damn." Yeah. Okay, let me collect myself and you know get ready for the next riff. Yeah. Also, it sounds like uh, it almost sounds like kaleidoscopic, mm-hmm. like like uh, almost like a spectrum of colors or whatever. Sure. It's like because I think you're right too and when you said that where you can take a breather because if you're not if you're not if you're not a Neurosis fan or you're not familiar with these types of bands this shit can sound exhausting to you oh yeah you know and to hear it and then to have a break from it Mm -hmm. and have this moment of just like kaleidoscopic sounds of color and then to then jump into the next track that you know is going to be another like kind of hard edge sludge fest sound, it's great. I wonder where this track falls like on the on a vinyl for this album. Like, what's if this is the beginning of side two or something? Because it does it does have that quality of transitioning to the to the second half of the album. Uh, absolutely, I think you know what I have to imagine that this is. You're absolutely right. I have to imagine this is the beginning of side two, because if you think about it, like these, a band like this probably pressed this. It's kind of thematic, like yeah. So the the first song, the first song uh, on the album was like this, and exactly ex- exists is number six. So if we're thinking in terms of album, exists probably opens up side two. Right. I mean, sequence matters to this band. Yeah. For oh sure. yeah. Yeah. It's sequence matters like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and one thing you were saying about how, you know, it's for someone who's not familiar with extreme music to, to have, to be able to have a breath between heavy songs is, is really uh, effective. Most metal bands do it by having some fucking lame ballad, right? I mean, you know, that's, yeah. that's the cla- that's a classic metal album thing is, Oh, here's the song where there's like clean guitars and mm-hmm. it's about something sad, but I love how neurosis just makes it, it. It's, it's not thematically. It's the same. It's not a break from the themes of the album. It's just a break from the, from the sonic quality of how they're evoking the themes. Yeah. That's what's great about it. It's just like, but like I said, I could look sometimes in all kinds of music, there's certain sounds that can get pretty exhausting, especially mm-hmm. in extreme music. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, but I think what I like about this album is it gives you, it gives you time to breathe. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Let's move on to the next track. Yeah. End of the Harvest. So this song, I'm seeing the, um, you, you mentioned the image earlier of like a bird dying and then decomposing yeah. and then some, oh, yeah. that, that's for sure what, that's, that's what comes up for me with this song. Yeah. Like, like, let's just, read some of the lyrics. Yeah. Like the walls of your stair, you will fall within you, succumb to the new and give way. Old fields will fail, memory, yielding crops of rock, rock and dust. Man, so uh, there's just something like, I don't know, there's just something where I can just imagine, like, coming out of a haze of being like, 
I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not doing any fucking drugs anymore. Like, I don't know. It's just starting a new cycle of life. It's almost like you're t- you're in AA, and uh-huh. then you're just like some guys up there talking about. You go well. The last time I took a drink, I had killed my brother in a drunken rage, <laughs> and then. And then you go up there and you feel like an idiot and you go, well, uh, I partied with some strippers and I cheated <laughs> on my wife. <laughs> sure. Neurosis is the first one. Uh-huh, it's exactly. like, you know, and then you feel like an idiot afterwards for being like, oh, I don't know. I didn't, I guess I didn't have a breakthrough like that. I just cheated on my wife. I didn't kill anyone. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, it's like. Yeah. I, pu- I puked in my boss's office or whatever. Yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> A uh, lot of good dynamics on this song. It, it starts out yeah. slow. It it kind of lurches toward like a heavy punishing part. It's um it's it's varied in a nice way. Yeah, that and and that's a lot of their stuff, man. It's a lot of their stuff. It's just like I, I'd love to see what their music looked like on a Richter scale. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, but what I love about it too, it feels natural as opposed to some mm. of those more like or uh, some some other metal bands or even like those kind of like new hardcore heavy metal bands like mm-hmm. they have those breakdowns yeah and they f- and they feel very not organic yeah yeah. like yeah. you'll go okay this is the part where they start and now this is the shouty part and uh-huh. now this is that this sounds guttural this sounds like it's coming like a, it doesn't sound it sounds like it's meant to go there like it's not fabricated Absolutely. I mean, yeah. As as I was quoting Steve Montiller, he was saying like this music, this music is in the air already, and we're just trying to capture it between the yeah, five of us. Fucking, what a beautiful thing to fucking say. I love that. Yeah, it's in the air already. Fucking nuts. One question I had, and I'm curious about. I, it's we neither of us have seen Neurosis live, but I wonder if this is a band that people mosh to. Or if everyone's just kind of like swaying and they're too fucked up on whatever drugs they took to like watch and they're just like absolutely. I have to imagine it's the slowest mosh ever. It's like, like, you know what the kind of mosh that is? It's the kind of mosh that you headbang as you mosh. There's something kind of swaying about it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, um, because, you know, in some sense it makes sense that there will be moshing because it is such a primal strong expression but the speed of it it's pretty slow and then it's it's like too emotional to be real moshing it's you know like lamb of god is a big moshing band right and they're and they're very like meat and potatoes like Mm -hmm. hell yeah you know it's like it's it's like angry music Mm -hmm. and that's the point and this is there's so many other emotions going on there's too much reflection going on to make it a real yeah like, there's a lot of reflection going here where i almost have to imagine it's like when you're moshing i have to imagine that when the pit opens up it's probably people kind of walking and uh-huh. headbanging and kind yeah. of pushing people out the way uh-huh. in a way that isn't like i don't there's just something about it where i just go i can't imagine a fast ass pit no. like yeah yeah you know i can't imagine that i have to imagine it's like slow it's all about being in the moment and head banging and like yeah let's move on to descent How about those bagpipes, huh? Bagpipes, dude. <laughs> fucking bagpipes. Isn't that who, fucking... They who make else bagpipes. is doing that? Who, no. no yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
it just sounds like those bagpipes to me, dude. It sounds and it has that like marching drum yes. to uh-huh. it. That's like, dude. The sound it almost sounds like a civil war song or something. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, man. It's just well. Also, what I love about those bagpipes is that you just go, wow. Whoever knew it, it, it could produce such an ambient type sound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, this is like such a great experimental version yeah. of what what they're what they're that them expressing their themes. It does yeah. sound. It sounds like a soldier's funeral kind yeah, of. It sounds like a soldier's funeral. It sounds like the end of a battle. It yeah. sounds like. Oh, that's what I. I just really, it, I don't know. It's great. It's, it's very beautiful and mournful. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So it feels like something has ended. Yeah, something has ended, but something is beginning again too. Yeah, it, like it, a, a, f- a funeral at, at dawn or something like that. Man, they really have that alpha omega thing going. They on. do. Yeah, it keeps. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the way we're talking about it, but it does feel. It just keeps yeah. coming up for me. Yeah, same here, dude. It's the. Also, just hearing that to myself, I'm just like, it's another breather in the album. That's mm-hmm. what I think is so great about this album. It's like you have these moments of intensity, and they bring you to this like ambient sound, like going like they're almost going here. Catch your breath. Yes, for sure. And then let's get back into it. You know. Let's move on to yeah. away. Let me read some of these lyrics, or actually, let me read yeah. all of the lyrics. It's only I know, one verse. that easy. Cease this long, long rest. Wake and risk a foul weakness to live. When it all breaks down, watch the smoke and bury the past again. Sit and think what will come. Raise your fears and cast them all away. Away, away, away. Sort of, sort of uplifting. Yeah, well, what I love about it is how, how it opens. It opens almost like very Philip Glassy, uh-huh. like... And then you hear it almost sounds bluesy, like it almost sounds like a hobo song, like the way he. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds sure. folky. Yeah, it, it sounds does. folky. It does. Where you just hear him go, like you could hear his voice. He's not. He's he's singing. He's singing. Yeah, beginning. absolutely. And it's a hush singing, uh-huh. where he's just seeing ceaseless long, long rest and wake and like it's just it's beautiful, man. It sounds like it's almost like what you would imagine someone like playing at a campfire or something. Like, uh-huh. yeah, it's great. But then it ends with yeah you know, brutality. It in, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it ends again with brutality. Uh-huh. It's there's a real yin and yang to the band, you know. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, the I mean, you're saying alpha and omega, yin and yin and yang. That's that's all captured by the crescent moon with the eye in it of the O and the logo, right? It's it's it, yeah. it, it, There's a there's complementary forces going on. Also, but what I love about it is just also the last three lines of the song are watch the smoke and bury the past again. Uh-huh. Sit and think what will come. Raise your fears and cast them all away. It, it, there's something inspiring about that. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, like, it's a positive yeah. message. It's Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like, it, yeah, it's like post-apocalyptic, but it's yeah. like, but now let's create something new. Something like ended. Yeah, if this fool was leading an AA meeting, I would just go to listen to this fool talk. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could just read Neurosis lyrics at an AA meeting, and it yeah. probably yeah, probably everybody's would crying. Everybody's <laughs> sure, like, because yeah. they have a quality of you. You can sort of 
you can sort of plant whatever associations come to you with the lyrics. They, mm-hmm. they, 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 you, you can bring a lot to them and they'll fulfill yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, we only have two songs left. Let's, Let's move on it. to Times of Grace, the title track mm-hmm. of the album. Brutally heavy song. Brutal, brutally. And it and what's great in this song too is that when you hear the dual vocals of uh, Scott Kelly and Stephen Bontill. Uh huh. Yeah. Like when you hear them call, you hear it in that one lyric. He goes, "Call the snake," and then you hear Scott. Uh, you hear Stephen Bontill come in with "Strike Path to God." Like, yeah, they know. have a, they have a great back and forth, like yeah. a call and response almost, or an overlapping. Yep, and distinctive it's, too. You can their voices sound like you can tell when it's the one guy versus the other guy. And yeah, they they do sound different, but I I don't know who is who. No, even, yeah, even though I, I've heard Scott Kelly, the, the the way that I got into Neurosis is that um, they're a huge influence on Mastodon, which is one of my favorite bands. Oh, Mastodon uh, is the shit. Yeah, yeah, but Scott yeah. Kelly has, uh, has has done vocals on multiple Mastodon yeah, albums. Yeah, that's right. I've heard those songs before. And they're, uh, they're always the ones that have the most emotional intensity. Yeah. He just brings yeah. something to, to to that. His sound is, is, is just so raw. Yeah, you know what's crazy is, as like, there's nothing supernatural about neurosis in a no. weird way. It's like if I almost had to apply like a philosophy to them, it would be mm-hmm. like naturalism. Yeah, sure. You know, it's like it's just everything is based in nature and elements, and and every and whatever is and I would it's almost like I would apply naturalism and existentialism to them. Uh huh. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, but and but it's cool because they are working with materials that are very basic, but through the synthesis of those materials they come up with something that seems completely transcendent and yeah, mm-hmm. m- much more than the sum of it of its parts. Yeah, which is which is really funny because in a way like look, I love stoner metal, but I I don't know that I get this from a lot of stoner bands. No, like, no. I mean, know, Sleep is my favorite stoner metal band, I think. Same. Same. And they're fun. They're really they're fun, fun, and they have good bluesy yeah. riffs. But I don't get that. I don't feel like my heart is being like squeezed by uh, by yeah. you know by uh, stone and yeah. I don't know. Existential I, I, dread. No, I, yeah, I don't yeah. feel dread listening to sleep. I, I just sort of like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, they they have Dope Smoker, their famous uh, yeah. album about like druids carrying bongs and stuff. Like the imagery is very like funny. There's yeah. no, there's like there's nothing funny about neurosis. They're, no, nothing. They're they're dead serious about what they're yeah. saying. They're like dudes that when when they talk to you, their arms are folded like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a. I mean, I I this is a big go to the concert and fold your arms and just watch the yeah. band kind of. And if they're not being assholes, they're just folding their arms and go, yeah, brother, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> like, these are these are guys that say brother. <laughs> Yeah, and they're earnest, and they're yeah. they're just like they're just, just the kind of guys that it's like after you're done seeing them, that you could be like, oh, dude, I'm building a house right now. Oh, do you need help? Let's go build it together. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they'll 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 fucking get you out of it. You know, it's like oh, you're pulled over on the side of the road, your your tires yeah. fucked up. They'll they'll help you out. 
I wonder yeah. what Steve Von Till's like as an elementary school teacher. Must be amazing. That motherfucker has that big ass beard. Like, yeah, what you, is, I mean, a lot of commands a lot of authority. I think. Yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine. Th- this song is about the end of something. The uh, oh yeah, man. All, all structures good. collapse. Mysteries unfold. Born from the skies in these times of grace. It's amazing. Even the opening, the, the opening lyric: "The presence unfound comes to me now." Endure, see the knowledge denied out of mind. To deny until I say, beat us alive. Sight as I speak, inside us born, cherished and driven. Love that. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, you know, again, it's it's an image of something ending, possibly catastrophically yeah. or yep. violently, but a new new possibilities opening up after well, that. Well, that, that's what I kind of love they make the apocalypse beautiful yes they do like, because it's kind of one of those things of like that phoenix rising shit which is uh-huh. hey man out, out of all the rubbish out of all this fucking rubbish and all this destruction something new is going to be born so there's in a weird way it's like there there's all as like dooming and as mm-hmm. haunting as they sound there's something hopeful about everything they talk about because it always sounds like there is a sense of like in the rubbish and in the destruction a life will cycle itself and there will be new life born and whatnot. yeah I mean this came out in 1999 and yeah. another thing that came out in 1999 is Flight Club and the end of Flight Club yeah. is the, you know them watching the building be like getting yeah, blown the, up and then there is there is this and you know uh, sorry to bring up Flight Club I guess but it does feel <laughs> like a uh, yeah it, that, that, it does feel a similar it's a similar idea I guess of something being destroyed that that almost has an aesthetically positive quality man i read something the other day that was such a beautiful piece of dialogue it was i forgot where it was from but it was uh, it was somebody telling someone else sometimes you have to sometimes you have to you have to set your life on fire mm-hmm. you have to destroy you have to set your life on fire or your in order to start new Yes. And then he goes, you have to light your, you have to warm your hands on the embers of your old life. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a, that's a neurosis lyric right there. Yeah. Truly, dude. Yeah. Truly. That's why I'm bringing it up. It, it's yeah, not, yeah. but I read it in something. I read it in like a play and I was uh-huh. like, Jesus, that's beautiful. Do you feel like you've ever done that? Uh, warmed your hands on the embers of, of an old life? Dog, I fucking restarted so many times. Yeah. I, I also feel like in a weird way, I, I'm a firm believer that comp, stand-up comedy should not be profound, and it it is a pointless art form. Uh-huh. But it, it's an art form meant to make people laugh. You're a fucking clown. So I hate profoundness in comedy. Uh-huh. But what but what I but what it means? I hate to be profound about it. But I remember when I started, I was you know I was like a little older than most people. Yeah. So it felt like I was starting over. Uh-huh. Like I, I'd also just got out of a relationship. I had fucked up a lot of friendships and a lot of, and, and a lot of past relationships that I felt like I'm like, well, fuck it. Maybe I'll start. Maybe I'll start stand sure. up. And then like, so it feels like I feel like there's been a lot of. T- that's what I love about neurosis and these type of lyrics is that I feel like I've done that. I feel like I've started over a lot before. Yeah, and you all you yeah. learn something from the failures. You learn something yeah, from starting yeah. over. You learn something from the humility of yeah. being new and 
in in any situation, even if you just move to a new place or a new job or anything, yeah, yeah, anything, yeah. But I think specifically after you, your life is on a certain path, and then that path doesn't work for whatever reason. Yeah, you have to like it's like you you dismantle the theory of who you are, and you go, okay, what's left? Who am I? Yeah. Who, you, who, who, yeah, who are you, and how? And you have to start over. Yeah, and you and you sort of leave a wreckage behind, uh-huh. and it's like you could kind of stay there and fix that stuff up, or just go, well, fuck it, I'm leaving that wreckage behind. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to the last song, "The Road yeah, to Sovereignty." What do you think of this as an ending to the album? Amazing. I mean, it's yeah. just gorgeous. It's nice, it's, right? It's, it's gorgeous, dude. What a, it's, you know what it sounds like to me? Triumphant. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, it's, you hear the horns? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, like... Um, it's, it's meditative, but it, yeah, tr- it's triumphant and meditative at the same time. Yeah, like, what's crazy is, like, again, like, in just doing more research on the album, like what you hear at the end is a trombone and a tuba. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that fucking crazy. Yeah, they fu- they fucked around with a lot of uh, cool instruments and uh, and unconventional. Di- different, yeah, yeah. It's different different sounds that you wouldn't necessarily expect from a metal band. Yeah, it kind of sounds like the ending of it. It sounds triumphant, but it sounds like things are coming to an end. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not in a gloomy way. No. Not in like a gloomy or doomy way. It's almost just like the, I don't know, man. It sounds like there's just something to it where I'm just like, geez, that's, it's a powerful sound. Very interesting title, The Road to Sovereignty. Yeah. Uh, sovereignty is a word that I think of in national or political contexts. Like yeah, A state absolutely. having sovereignty over itself. But yeah. to me, this has a, per, a, a personal quality as in, like having mastery over yourself, having yes. having control yeah. over yourself, having an understanding of who you are yeah. and how you fit into the greater whole of your life. That's what's great about it is to like have this album that's kind of full of all that stuff. And then, if you think of this album, it's almost like if you think of it as a concept album. This mm-hmm. whole time, this person's been wrestling with demons, like yes. anger taking over, uh-huh. anger overtaking over things, and then like the elements and this and that. And it's this person almost coming out at the end of the ta- tunnel after a long battle with all these internal things and ma- and even these elements to find out like, oh, you can throw anything at me, and you. And it, and I can be my own worst enemy, but it's really me that has to be called to battle. I'm like this. I'm in charge. Yeah, exactly. It's you know? it's, a, it's a sense of yeah. I mean, it's a sense of unity with with within yourself. Yeah, that, that that's that's the feeling I'm I'm coming away from this album with. Yeah, it's great, man. I mean, just to even show you some cover art, some art from the CD. It's like just that's the last page for the book. Oh, love that. So, what are we <laughs> what are we seeing here, Chris? Describe it to our listeners. You know what's beautiful about it to me? It's it, it's a spiral, but at the same time, if you were to it, to me, that also looks like the rings of a tree. It does absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. It's also like not a perfect spiral. Not a perfect. It's, yeah. it's like there's like two. It's like two lines that are yep. that are converging. Yeah, that are converging and never fully meet. Never fully meet. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a beautiful image, man. This makes me wish I had the physical. I yeah, mean, it, dude. It's, this is what sucks with streaming, man. Is like you just don't get 
any of that extra good yeah. stuff in the liner notes and the extra yeah. art and yeah being able to hold on to stuff like that it's like yeah I, it's why i still buy shit it's like where right. i'm just like for, whether it's an app like a vinyl album or a cd it's like i'm just like i don't know there's just something again elemental it's like there's something Absolutely. like physical about it and yeah i don't know it's just something like that just seeing you you can just you can kind of see how everything they do is purposeful like mm-hmm. the art is purposeful the tr- this this spiral at the end is purposeful like there it goes back to what you were saying is that they're an earnest fan along the theme of mastery over oneself and control over one's circumstances after this album neurosis created their own record label that's right Nero- neuron to say they're never going to put out an album because oh fuck we have this contract with the record label and we have to put something in. they're never going to do that they they control the means of production of their own music yeah R- real quickly do you know about the accompanying album to this I, I do know about it but i yeah. haven't listened to both of them together have you i haven't listened to both of them together either and i literally just hearing this album right now i just thought to myself dude later this week i'm gonna i'm a fucking go on Narat website and yeah. buy it like because i i want to play them at the same time sure yeah like i i, I bet it's a, I, a part of me is like i don't even i don't know if i can handle that <laughs> like yeah one one album of this is enough i don't know if i can do like but i think yeah the other album is more like ambient noise that yeah just meant it's to, just a complete ambient uh-huh. album but it'd be interesting to see what that fucking sounds like you know for sure so after yeah. this album, what, what 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 happens with Neurosis after that, Chris? What 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 other albums of theirs are worth listening to uh, oh, after Times of Grace? Times of Grace after that. Well, man, I really got to say they're all fucking great. But to me, there's uh, they they put out an album in 2012 called Honor Found in Decay. Oh hell yeah! Hey, and like that fucking title, man. It that's what I it, also that's it's a great fucking album. It's like. Uh, it, what I love about that album is that it's there is a more ambient feel to it in that that mm-hmm. album. You guys should you should definitely check that album out. It's phenomenal, dude. All right, well that's the end of uh, Times yeah. of Grace. Chris, thanks for giving your time to this discussion. Yeah, man, thanks for having me, Pedro. I fucking I love neurosis and I love music, so it's yeah. good to talk about this. Shit. So do I. Um, yeah. One question: When when can we expect, generally speaking, uh, this fool to be viewable on our sport oh, TVs? I, I think uh, in the summer. I think like July. Okay, nice. Yeah, and then otherwise, yeah. where can people find you? Otherwise, they can find me on Twitter at Chris Estrada eighty five or on Instagram at Chris Estrada Comic. And hopefully, when we can start doing shows again, we'll do shows. You know. All right, hell yeah! Thank you very much, yeah. Chris. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Networking with Satan. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing to us on Patreon, where you can get early access to episodes, full video of each interview, and exclusive full-length Count Morgulak tracks, including Assaulted by Vile Filth Amidst the Senescence of the Morbid Eclipse, and who can forget the classic Excoriated by Ravenous Demons in the Twilight of the Separating Carcass of the Decapitated Cosmic Defiler. Once again, you can follow the show on Instagram at Networking with Satan and Twitter at NWS420666. We'll be back next Friday with a new episode.